2: The earth is all we have in common. Wendell Berry. Hello and welcome back to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. From Cynthia Bryan, producer of Express Yourself and Star Style Productions, we bring this program to the airwaves as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. For today's show, Be The Star You Are wants to thank everyone who has volunteered and supported BTSYA over the years. We are thrilled to be serving the world. If you'd like to help us celebrate being a top nonprofit with a donation, please visit www.btsya.org. Every dollar counts, and we will use the funds for our outreach programs. Make sure to listen to Express Yourself wherever you listen to radio or music. iTunes, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, and more. We broadcast from the Empowerment Channel on Voice America Radio, the largest radio network in the world. I'm Ruhani, and we have an important announcement. Saturday, September 25th, Be the Star You Are will participate in the first live event at the Pear and Vine Festival with a booth sponsored by Lamarinda Weekly, www.lamarindaweekly.com, and MB Jesse Painting, www.mbj.mbjesse.com. Wear your mask and visit us. Many of our Express Yourself hosts and reporters will be on hand. We'll be giving away free books and have free activities. We have an amazing show planned for today all about the environmental crisis. In segment two, we'll be interviewing Andrew Michael, author of Arising Soul Pals, Keep Your Eyes on the Rise. In segment three, I will be talking about environmental leadership. And right now, I'm going to read the poems related to climate change that Dia chose for the show. I don't know what will kill us first, the race war or what we've done to the earth, by Fatima Asgar. So I count my hopes. The bumblebees are making a comeback, one snug tight in a purple flower I passed to get to you. Your favorite color is purple, but princess is orange, and we both find this hard to believe. Today, the park is green. We take grass for granted. The leaves chuckle around us. Behind your head, a butterfly rests on a tree. It's been there our whole conversation by my old apartment was a butterfly sanctuary where I would read and two little girls would sit right next to me. You caught a butterfly once but didn't know what to feed it. So you trapped it in a jar and gave it to the girl you liked. I asked if it had died. You say you like to think it lived a long life. Yes, it lived a long life. Speaking Tree by Joy Harjo. Some things on this earth are unspeakable. Genealogy of the broken, a shy wind, threading leaves after a massacre, or the smell of coffee and no one there. Some humans say trees are not sentient beings, but they do not understand poetry. Nor can they hear the singing of trees when they are fed by wind or water music, or hear their cries of anguish when they are broken and bare fit. Now I'm a woman longing to be a tree, planted in a moist, moist dark earth between sunrise and sunset. I cannot walk through all the reams. I carry yearning I cannot bear alone in the dark. What shall I do with all this heartache? The deepest rooted dream of the trees to walk, even just a little ways from the place next to the doorway to the edge of the river of life and drink. I've heard trees talking long after the sun has gone down. Imagine what it would be like to dance close together in this land of water and knowledge to drink deep what is undrinkable. 13 Ways of Looking at a Glacier after Wallace Stevens by Craig Santos Perez. Among starving polar bears, the only thing moving was the edge of a glacier. We are one of ecology like a planet in which there are 200,000 glaciers. The glacier absorbed greenhouse gases. We are a large part of the biosphere. Human and animals are kin. Human and animals and glaciers are kin. We do not know which to fear more the terror of change or the terror of uncertainty the glacier calving or just after icebergs fill the vast ocean with titanic wrecks the mass of the glacier disappears to and fro the threat hidden in the crevice an unavoidable cause oh vulnerable humans why do you engineer sea walls do you not see how the glacier already floods the streets of the cities around you I know king tides and lurid inescapable storms, but I know too that the glacier is involved in what I know. When the glacial terminus broke, it marked the beginning of many ocean waves. At the rumble of a glacier losing its equilibrium, every tourist in the new Arctic Arctic changed ice quickly. They explored the poles for offshore drilling. Once we blocked them and now we understood the risk of an oil spill for a glacier. The sea is rising. The glacier must be retreating. It was all summer. It was summer all winter. It was melting, and it was going to melt. The glacier fits in our warm hands. Letter to someone living 50 years from now, by Athew Alsman. Most likely, you think we hated the elephant, the golden toad, the thigh- lacine and all variations of whale harpooned are hacked into extinction it must seem like we sought to leave you nothing but benzene mercury the stomachs of seagulls rippled with jet fuel and plastic you probably doubt that we were capable of joy but i assure you we were we still had the night sky back then and like our ancestors we admired its illuminated doodles of scorpion outlines and upside-down ladles. Absolutely, there were some forests left. Absolutely, we still had some lakes. I'm saying it wasn't all lead paint and sulfur dioxide. There were bees back then, and they pollinated a euphoria of flowers, so we might contemplate the great mysteries and finally ask, hey guys, what's transcendence? And then all the bees were dead. Characteristics of Life by Kamel T. Dungey Ask me if I speak for the snail, and I will tell you I speak for the snail. Speak of underneathness and the welcome of mosses, of life that springs up, little lives that pull back and wait for a moment. I speak for the dams fly, water skeet, mollusk, the caterpillar, the beetle, the spider, the ant. I speak from the time before spinelessness was frowned upon Ask me if I speak for the moon jelly. I will tell you one thing today and another tomorrow, as I will be consistent as anything alive on this earth. I move as the currents move with the breezes. What part of your nature drives you. You and your cubicle ought to understand me. I filter and filter and filter all day. Ask me if I speak for the nautilus, and I will be silent as the nautilus shell on a a shelf. I can be beautiful and useless, useless, if that's all you know to ask of me. Ask me what I know of longing, and I will speak of distances between meadows of night-blooming flowers. I will speak the impossible hope of the firefly. You, with the candle burning and only one chair at your table, must understand such wordless desire. To say it is mindless is missing the point. When we come back from break, D and I will be interviewing Andrew P. Michael, an environmentalist and attorney, who is the co-director of Partnership for Change. Stay with us right here on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit www btsya.org. Thank you.
3: Show the world your smile, be the star you are. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. On Tuesdays at noon Pacific, teens talk and the world listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids. Come play with us at be the star you are radio.com.
4: In this
2: segment, we'll be interviewing Andrew Michael. Andrew P. Michael is an environmentalist who has traveled the globe to implement evergreen regenerative development projects and is an attorney who has specialized in advancing legislation to enhance sustainable personal, community, and global development. Michael is currently co-director of Partnerships for Change, a nonprofit implementing international projects to promote compassion, empower women, and abolish cruelty to people, animals, and the environment. Andrew's book, Arising Soul Pals, Keep Your Eyes on the Rise, is based on global stories sourced from his visits to the Indian subcontinent, China, and Africa. Arising Soul Pals is meant to inspire action to halt the deterioration of nature and the environment by raising personal and global consciousness. Andrew, we're so glad to have you on.
5: Thank you. I'm really glad to be talking to you and looking forward to your questions.
4: Yeah, so I just wanted to first ask what exactly inspired you to become an environmentalist because i see you have a really big background in um and a lot of like your work is done for like helping the environment so i was just wondering like your inspiration behind sure. you becoming an environmentalist
5: yeah i mean it started really young <clears throat> i remember i think it was in elementary school and i just remember thinking to myself that I love the environment, love animals, and um I just real, really love my one to protect them. And then I also had another thought at the same time, which is kind of stark. It's that, uh, man or people are smart, but their stupidity is greater, because I was looking around me and there were was... some. <laughs> A lot of pollution happening, both in the sky, um, you know, garbage was was everywhere. There was, no, there was hardly any recycling. <clears throat> anyway, those things bothered me when I was really young, and I just kept building an interest in that. Um, and then at one time I learned that, um, you know, I, that's not necessarily the best uh, way to help promote environmental well-being by kind of excluding people from my, my uh picture of the world and how it acts, so I really um, love the idea of sustainable development because a holistic, systemic picture of how people, animals, the environment, and fairness to all people, meaning equity, is put together in harmony. That's what I think it means, and so that's when I kind of became, still am an environmentalist, but really started looking at both the outer environment that we live in and also our inner environment, how we think and feel and what our consciousness is.
2: Yeah, I absolutely agree. And today there's so much, um, you know, problems going around with climate change. So in your experience, what do you see as some of the most, like, pressing threats to our environment?
5: Yeah, um, I see one of the most pressing threats, and this is one reason that I I wrote the book, is that a lot of times um, when we're learning— um, about different things and and so forth um we're often uh turned away because some of the the teaching is more like preaching and and that teaching actually that type of teaching i think turns off people sometimes it, it sounds even righteous like who are you to say that you know and even critical of, of people and so that's when i and when i worked and have worked in the environmental arena um for over fifteen years, I was working um on public policy, part with the state legislature, part with a private organization um and that whole uh, concept of how how we um communicate what the issues are and how we address them really bothered me and um you know because I think what I was saying was a lot of the stuff that we were putting out wasn't really attracting more and more people to the to to the cause and to want to be um, environmentalists and supporters of sustainable development so that's <clears throat> I think that's one of the biggest problems is that people are apathetic or they don't realize um, what's what's at stake right now with the environment around them and they therefore they don't do anything um, because they feel they, they're not a, a um, motivator or moved to do anything. So that's, I think, um, one of the biggest problems. The second one is really related in that uh, the way we think and feel also creates what we eat, do, and buy. And a lot of the, each of those things are major contributors to environmental uh, catastrophe that we have in terms of global warming, you know, what we eat, I mean, just take one thing, when we eat meat, um, that's considered to be one of the greatest contributors to global warming, because all the things that go into making meat, including the horrible way that we treat a lot of animals, especially like cows, um... That contributes to the environmental problem, the pollution, and then also psychologically, I think there's a psychological damage that is done to us um, when we basically uh, torture some of our feed, some of our food. I believe some of that negativity um, is transmitted through what we eat. So I, I like to say, what we eat, we often repeat. And so it's really important to be conscious of that. So that's just that's uh, the overall picture.
4: Yes, it definitely is better to teach than to preach because a lot of people, most people in fact, turn off their ears when they're preached to. So yeah. along those lines, I was kind of wondering why... Since you have such a love for animals, why you chose for most characters in your stories to be animals?
5: That's a a great question. Um, Well, one thing is, uh, I've learned a lot, but um, a lot of people believe that we each, all of us, grow either through nurturing or through um, nature. And so one one is sort of a, a natural process. That how we're how we're born becomes who we are that's kind of the the part of that that's uh um the nurturing part and then the the nature part is um you know how we how we are affected by things outside of us and um and those two i think actually um can come together. And so I actually think nature nurtures. It's not one or the other. Nature nurtures. And so a lot of the main characters in, in the various stories are what I call soul pals because I believe in getting to know these uh, characters um, that we will actually develop a greater affinity and love for them but also have an emotional connection to what some of these animals are dealing with and how people ourselves are affecting them, impacting them, sometimes threatening their lives. So that's that's why I chose animals because not I did not only choose choose animals but I think the very uh, nature of an animal there are certain qualities of certain animals that are, that are, can be deeply inspiring to human beings and how we are how we grow so that's why I chose soul pals because they they have I think they have a lot to teach us to help our own in our own learning of how we're going to be in the world and also they um i think they have a lot of interesting qualities as characters i think we can relate to a lot of these animals just emotionally and uh so that's why i chose so pause so pals and and as there's a deep thing within this book that is kind of embedded or nested in the characters. And each of the characters um, has a special, I would call it, code or meaning that we can learn about. And if it's of interest to us, uh, we can actually use it as a way to grow consciously. And so that's what's um, described in the book toward the latter part of the book because its I think a lot of people everybody thinks their own way or differently. So some people love stories. They love narratives. They they like getting in, into the characters emotionally. And other people are more... Um, like almost like engineers are scientific, they're really curious about the how and the why, um, and and so they're looking in a way sometimes for things to be explained in that way. So they're both elements are in the book, and a part of it is in the end where there's a more of a I would call it an engineering perspective on how to to use these soul pals in your own life.
2: Yes, I absolutely think so as well. And going back to the nurturing nature um um point i think that if we nat- nurtured more and had more compassion for the world like animals mm-hmm. treat nature
4: the environment
2: yeah. would be so like a much better place and it's just such a shame that there's so many corporations and businesses that really take advantage of our world which you know is running out of resources and yeah. um another thing i think this is a really cute name but
5: Why do you actually call them soul pals? Oh, thank you. Yeah. Soul pals, um, partly what you just said, nurture. I think the soul pals can help nurture ourselves, our consciousness, our way of thinking and feeling. So why do they call it soul pals? Because one thing is it it affects our soul, these pals. They they can actually be, be, we can actually befriend these soul pals so that, they are actually members in, our, in a way of our own family, of what we uh, take to heart. And so that, that's uh, one reason why, why the word soul is in there. The word pals is also, like I was just saying, to identify that they're characters, but they're special characters that we can relate to and love, care about, think about. And, um, and so they're soul pals. And then, like I said, embedded in each of these characters are what I call acronym Mantras, and that means uh, that the the letters of of the words that are the char- characters, um, basically have a meaning when put together. Each letter of the word relates to one letter in a message that can be very powerful to yourself and to others. So, PAL is just a shorthand way of saying one of the one of the values of the PALs is um, personal. I'm sorry, personal. Liberty is activated. You, you can activate your own liberty with these soul pals. Personally applied or activated liberty, and and also another key element of, of what a pal is is play at life, P A L, play at life. So it's kind of to put those four four in your mind that life can be fun and playful, and that it's also a way of th- these stories and these pals are a way of um, activating your liberty so you're not um, reacting to things sometimes just through habit, because, oh, that's how I grew up and learned to respond to things like that, but you actually get to choose through your consciousness how you respond and what you think about, and so these these pals, I believe, can help you do that. That's why I call it personally activated liberty, P-A-L.
4: Yes, I like the name of Soul Pals as well. And I do think it does a good job of representing animals because they can definitely be friends to our soul and help us become a better person. And they can also help us with reactions, like can make your, uh, as you said, like your outlook on life a lot more positive. So um, because your book makes a case for raising consciousness as the means to fight climate change, and the destruction mm-hmm. it's causing. Why exactly is that?
5: Well, say that, why is consciousness affecting the way our environment is? Is that the question? Um, yes,
4: yeah, so, um, so why does the the book, why does it make the case for raising, raising consciousness as a means to fight climate change?
5: Okay. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for the question. Uh, it makes the case um, because another thing that I've observed is that um, there's both an outer environment, which is everything around us, and there's an inner, inner environment, which is really how we think, act, and feel. And and those, uh, like, um, affect um, nature and the environment. So there's a direct relationship. So, for instance... Um, I I think, like, um, I'd like to go out and, you know, drive a car that, you know, doesn't get a lot of miles to the gallon, so it spews out a lot of pollution. Um, So that may be something I want to do, drive a big car. Um, But at the same time, if you're not necessarily conscious of what the impact of that is on things around you and the environment, and, therefore, um, it, it, Affects obviously environment, and I think all people have different things like this that they they sometimes are are unconscious of, and and therefore they go about the the activity. But if they become became aware of these things, then they would act differently. Usually, or not always. Sometimes they would continue acting the same, but at least they they've have the the thinking and the feeling to make the choice rather than just following um, kind of rote behavior, almost like a robot. And so that that's the main thing. That there's a direct relationship between the environment and the world and, and the animals and nature all around us, and there's an inner environment, which is our personal environment of how, how we think. And I believe that, or I've learned, really, that a lot of uh, what we think, actually is what we manifest what we create so if we're constantly thinking i'm going to do this and you know i'm not necessarily thinking about how it's going to affect other people um just the way it's just what i'd love to do it's sort of like immediate gratification that's why i do it um so so if we become conscious of that however we might change our our way of doing things because of what our understanding is and um while there are a lot of animals that are soul pals. There are a lot of there's some people too that are soul pals. An example that relates to what we're just talking about in terms of elevating consciousness or awareness is uh, there's a character named Celia, and C E L I A. So that's an acronym for Caring entails living in awareness. So, and the story that goes with her. Is interesting about how she becomes more aware of things, and therefore more caring of things. Um, and a story about Celia who's driving a car, backing out of her um, driveway, and not realizing that behind her there's a a, young, a very young child that she can't see. And so uh, the story is basically around how what what happens with that um, is the child going to get hurt. And there are other beings around her that may or may not affect that. So that's what the story is um, about. That, or the story—it's more like a, a poem, really, not not a huge long story. So that's it. Caring entails living in awareness, and <clears throat> there's a dog in that story, and the dog um, really brings about a lot of good things for people around the dog. And so that's another, you know, acronym that you can use. So every time you, for instance, you would see a dog, maybe you're a pet dog or others, you would think dog and also right when you think of that, it would, it would reflect back to you um, what what the meaning of that dog is, a SOPA, which is <clears throat> dwell on goodness. And, and that's, um, you know, that's just another kind of affirmation so that you realize that whatever you're thinking about, is what you're generating more and more of. So dwell on goodness, because if you dwell on negative things and poor things, things are gonna hurt you and other people, more of that is gonna be in your life because that's what your consciousness is sticking with. So that's that's a little bit more about why soul pounds.
2: Yeah, I I love um, dwell on goodness. I think that is so beautiful and inspiring and another um good deed that partnerships for change is doing right now is that it is has these like supporting programs that offer uh safe passages from Afghanistan which is what it's terrible what's going on yeah. right now for women, boys, Absolutely. girls and men to countries across the world and yeah. can you talk more about these efforts that are underway in this humanitarian crisis?
5: Yeah, definitely um well we're fortunate that we've met various people um in our, in our work and one one group of people that we met were um these young women that are uh, you know geniuses in terms of engineering and robotics so we actually helped support them come to the US for um for a conference on science and um so we got to meet them were very you know wonderful to meet and then they went back to their home in Afghanistan. So as soon as we learned of the situation and our, you know, what we were going to do, we thought, well, we got to, we got to see if we can help get them out of there. Cause they're going to be endangered Cause some of the thinking they have was going to be opposite or not in support of what the Taliban is. And Taliban, my understanding of it is, uh, if you think a different way, pray a different way, pretty much you're considered, um, an enemy or somebody that, that they can get rid of because they're not in their vein of thinking. So what we're doing is really with a team of people working with um, people on the ground, a lot of young women and young girls are in that league because we know they're um, some of the most in most threatened in this new Order that the Taliban is going to put on um so we're we're calling them we're working with them we're trying to find how they can get safely to a place where they can evacuate like the airport in Kabul which is by itself a challenge itself just to get there safely because there are all kinds of obstacles including not only the Taliban but other um, negative people that are out there doing lawless things, like stealing and taking advantage of people. Um, So we're we're trying to help them. We're working with some people that have incredible knowledge of um, intelligence and also um, the country itself through some of their work with the military. So they have kind of advanced uh, thinking about what to do, how to do, how to get places. Working with them, we're working with other uh, the philanthropist, basically, to help fund the effort because it's going to take a lot of money for each person to leave, either through a uh, plane or through o- overland, ground um, transportation. So yet all day today, for instance, we've been putting together documentations that the people actually have, with sometimes it's not a lot, um, but it's, it's the only thing that we have to help them make their case of why <clears throat> why they should be able to leave Afghanistan, come to the U.S., or come to another country that is accepting them. That, that's kind of what we're doing, yeah. And our, our mission, and this fits right into our mission, is uh, we want to advance compassion because of what, what it brings to the world and how it, you know, serves other people and making their life better. And uh, and so that's why we're doing it. We're also, um, you know, we have other projects, uh, not like this, but similar ways that support women's and young girls being empowered, even though they may come from a, a place where they're considered bad omens, and actually... I would say neglected, if not abused, so we're helping rescue them um, to a place of safety. This takes place in in northern India, where these young girls are are actually neglected a lot in their society, in their culture, where they come from, which is high high up in the Himalayas. And they are rescued by a Tibetan monk that we work with that really... Cares about them, and some of the parents that are there literally beg him to take their children for a better life because they know it's not right. And I can tell you a story, one story about that. But <clears throat> Partnerships for Change is, as it sounds, we we partner with people from wherever they are, local people, so we work with local people in India, we're working with people in different countries of Africa to do different projects, and it's for change to actually help elevate their own life, their own freedoms, their own well-being, and so that's who we partner with on our, a lot of our projects, um, partnerships for change. Hope that answers your question.
4: Well, thank you for your response. This is such an amazing and critical mission that um, Partnerships for Change is doing. So I applaud that. And I agree, I think that it is a challenging issue for like jobs and partnerships. And Partners for Change has a really good strategy and a really good intention that's coming from their heart in place to solve yeah. this issue, which is so important. Thank you.
5: Thank you. I appreciate that. and I I also appreciate that you're on this program because your expression and what you're about is pretty much where the world is going to go. So I'm grateful to be speaking with you.
4: Yeah, thank you so much. So I was wondering um, how there's an acronym mantra power, AMP. So I was wondering if Mm -hmm. you could describe for us what the practice of that is
5: yeah sure um, okay the practice is uh, actually learned from a lot of different traditions and spiritual spiritual practices and basically if you if for instance you look in the Testament or the Bible um, there are parts of it where where they're describing a story within that within that um, within the Bible and even parts of those stories how they're written and described they're acronyms so if you read certain lines like in the Old Testament say the first um, the first uh, line of uh, Genesis which ends with let there be light or it promotes the begin beginning of light Um You know, there are words in there, when you put them together, that the first letter of each of those words spells a meaningful word, or in some cases, um, because numerology is also part of uh, a mystical tradition, it also comes with meaningful numbers. And so what I I like about this is, um, just like I was saying a little bit earlier, how we think and what we think about, and especially how we feel about what we think and, and see and experience, is kind of what we're going to get. We're going to have more of that, like like that, in our life. So, in order to, to 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 actually have more of what we really want, a it's critical to to get become conscious or aware of what that is, and then b make the choice. And if you don't like you know a certain way that you're doing things, then it's the the you have the freedom to pivot yourself to a different way, maybe a healthier way, maybe a happier way, or a way of less stress that can help you achieve your goals. So, um, uh, exam- another example. So the, the acronym mantra power. Pulls from a lot of traditions. There's traditions the Native American and indigenous people have where they actually do look at animals and actually pray to them, ask them for help in their own, uh, in their own activities. And for instance, they would, they would ask for the help. Of uh, buffaloes, if they were going to hunt the buffaloes, even though they know they they didn't overdo it with, with the way we have done, or many uh, others that came after them have done they they were in in alliance with them, even though they were uh killing some of them for their own sustainable needs <clears throat> but that that idea of Looking at, at the buffalo and actually um, praying to them is, is, is a way of being aware of the beauty and the power of these animals and how that, that's a way we need to be aware of, of our own self. We're beautiful and powerful, and if we remember that and reflect on that, we'll, we'll feel more of that and be more of that. <clears throat> so that, that's what um, acronym mantra power is. And also just the word itself, AMP. Is kind of a way of describing that these acronyms are energies or, or can give us energy, more energy to do what we want with what, what we want in life, and to do it in a way that gives us greater energy and power. Not just uh, you know, it doesn't detract from our powers or get us into a, a more of a negative type thinking or, or mood. Uh, uh, does that help? I mean, I'm happy to describe a little more if you like.
2: Yeah, that definitely helps. Thank you so much. And I love everything you've done from your book, Arising Soul Pals, and even the COVID-19 assistance from Partnerships for Change. Mm. I read about that. That is just so amazing. Mm. And as for helping girls thank from you. North India, I'm from North India. So thank you very much. Oh. It really is so, you know, I'm so grateful for the help thank that you. You know, Partnerships for Change brings to those girls as well as, you know, other organizations that have similar genuine intent. And it is absolutely inspiring. And it really motivated me to become more involved with the environment. Um, I know Um, that Partnerships for Change is looking for media to raise awareness. And I think it can be super mm -hmm. powerful, such as the poem Dio read earlier. So are you looking for media from teens as well?
5: Absolutely, absolutely. I mean uh, for instance um, thank you for for looking at, at all that information we're definitely looking for uh, young people uh of all and young people of heart of all ages for contributions to develop uh, stories that they want to tell that raises awareness and actually raise awareness in a way to to promote change to to a better better world basically and and just like I was talking about. The acronym mantra power. Um, the way that we do our development is like that too. We we work and we support on the ground projects, and also we support media and documentaries about not only those projects but what the, what those projects are are helping to deal with or, or counter. <laughs> and um, and it's through that process, like 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 I was saying, that we also develop. Consciousness or awareness about what we're doing expands it. Um, it's kind of like there's a, there's a thing that you're doing and then there's a story about it that more people learn and the two together reflect each other and, and, and basically grow the understanding and interest in it. Together. But if you have one, not the other, and that's not what I meant to say, but with the two pairs working together, it really expands the power uh, and the impact that we can have.
4: Yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show, Michael. Unfortunately, that is all we have time for today. But um, all the viewers, make sure to check out Andrew's website at www.partnershipforchange.org and his book Arising Soul Pals Keep Your Eyes on the Rise Thank you so much again Thank you you. So
2: great having you on Thank you Please show your love for Express Yourself Teen Radio by donating to btsya.org Keep listening as I will be talking more about environmental leadership in the next segment
3: Show the world your smile, be the star you are. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. On Tuesdays at noon Pacific, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids. Come play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com.
2: Hi, guys. I'm Ruhani, and I'm back to talk about my segment, Teenship, which is about teen leadership. Here are some teens highly involved with our environmental activism and climate change awareness. Everybody really knows Greta Thunberg, an inspiring teenage activist who was able to speak at the UN and many other events. She really struck a lot of discussion on how this generation is handling the threat of climate change. But there are some other truly dedicated and amazing young people who haven't garnered as much attention as Greta such as Autumn Peltier. She's often called the water warrior. She was only 12 when she spoke in front of Justin Trudeau, the Canadian prime minister, about his policies on pipeline projects. And she's won plenty of awards for her advocacy for clean water and reservations. Um, Another person I can think of is Irsa Hersey. She's actually garnered quite a bit of attention as she's Rep. Ilhan Omar's daughter, but it's not really at Greta's level, which is a shame because she's so smart and so spectacular. She co-founded and served as the co-executive director of the U.S. Youth Climate tri- Strike. Spoke events, spoken at events and really focuses on school strikes as well as Greta. And I think she's going to attend Barnard College of Columbia University, which is literally my dream school. And she really deserves that admission. Barnard is known for having very talented young women as students. And I know despite all these activists, the grand scheme of things seems kind of bleak. At the end of the day, corporations and really the top 1% determine our future when it comes to climate change. But it is so important that young people get involved. Because really, this is more issue more than anything. And then the future generations issue, which I know can be really sad and frustrating. But it's so important to go out there and try to speak out on these pressing matters, as well as educating and informing yourself on what you can do to try and help. And I know little things can help. I mean, everyone knows reduce, reuse, recycle, but there's more to it. Picking up trash doesn't seem like the most fun activity, which I totally get, but I definitely feel really satisfied when I go to the beach or lake and just see even the little difference I made when I pick up trash. And it can be pretty fun if you bring a couple friends along with you. Another thing I love to do is gardening, which I think if you have the space, you should honestly do. I love eating homegrown vegetables and fruits. It honestly just tastes a lot better when you know it's helping the environment. Gardening also teaches you patience and how to take care of another living thing. I know a lot of people have pets, but I don't, so plants are kind of like my pets, and they are very well behaved. Unfortunately, we are out of time for today's show. As always, we express our gratitude to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and our Voice of America empowerment crew, especially our voice engineer, Josh. Thanks to our guests from across the world, and a huge thank you to our listeners for making us a top-rated program. Be mindful of the environment, climate change, and the crisis happening in the world. Always remember to speak up, speak out, and express yourself. <laughs>
0: Jesus.